Good evening and a warm welcome to you. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. This is a program in which we talk to a person of note, or in tonight's case, two people of note, mm. and we listen to music of their choice. My guests tonight are Clara Vaughan and Mwenya Kabwe. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And perhaps, uh, Mwenya, you could tell us why you are people of note on tonight's program. <laughs> Um, why I'm people of note on tonight's program. Um, I am the co-director of The Little Prince um, with Clara Vaughan and we have been invited to be uh, noteworthy <laughs> for this evening and yeah, we're here to talk about the production. Which is The Little Prince and it's happening at the Market Theatre Lab. Uh, and it's not just happening there because it's really been part of a countrywide tour. So, Clara, can you just tell us how did this come about? The Little Prince, first of all. How did The Little Prince come to be in South Africa? Well, it began with a conversation with the French Institute um, who have actually translated The Little Prince into multiple South African languages or supported the translation of The Little Prince. Uh, so it's in Afrikaans, it's in Isizulu, it's also in Tetswana and Isitkosa, um via other translation processes. So it began with a conversation with, with them about the story and about the sort of universality of the story. Um, and they were really interested in exploring that idea and the idea of how language and ideas kind of connect. And through that, we, we decided to partner to make a production. And just looking at the copy of The Little Prince, which is on the table here mm. in front of me, it's a very famous image, this story by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, or however you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. uh, do, how do you pronounce it? I think you did very well. <laughs> <laughs> my French is fine. Uh, and I remember this from my own childhood, this, mm. this picture of a little forlorn boy on a sort of planet somewhere with stars in the background. It's quite a famous um, image of the little prince and you've who translated it or was it done especially for this production we adapted it from the original english translation from the original english translation by catherine woods uh, also looking at those south african uh, adaptation um, translations in various languages so we really looked at the story and made decisions so it was a devised process with a cast of choosing how to interpret and stage these moments and the story, this quite strange story, into a kind of live theatrical experience. And that's what we're going to be hearing about tonight, The Little Prince. <coughs> Can I just ask, mm. because you chose this piece, somebody did. Feeling Good was yeah. you. Uh, Nina. Yes. Yes. And did, is there some connection or is it just that you like this piece? Connection to the yes. little, oh, it's just that I like it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. To be honest, this, the, I chose the songs based very much on my own kind okay, of perfect. life story oh. as okay. opposed to as a okay. connection. So let's come to a, you then. Okay. You, t you took my favorite Nina Simone piece. You took which my is, favorite. Did I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, I wish I knew what it, how it feels to be free. Mine is the, I've got, my, yeah. I've got my legs, I've got my oh, arms one. Yeah, yeah, nice. one. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> I had a tough time. Okay. 
That was Feeling Good, Nina Simone singing there, the choice of Mwenye Kabwe, as it happens. I have two guests in People of Note tonight, Clara Vaughan and Mwenye Kabwe. Mwenye, how did you come to be involved in this project of The Little Prince? Well, I had done some teaching at the Market Lab at Clara's Invitation, and um, we have uh, a monthly group gathering of um, theatre women that we convened about a year ago. And um, out of this project, this kind of monthly project, um, Clara and I got to talking about work and theatre, and it turns out that we have quite similar um, ideas about how to um, do things differently in the industry. Um, and it kind of grew from there, a kind of growing work friendship. And um, the invitation to collaborate on The Little Prince came to the lab from um, the French Institute and Mazars. And I guess I was in the mix of possible people to um, work with, to pull in on the project. So that's kind of how it happened, out of an initial work friendship and then, yeah, it grew from there. And I'm quite interested how uh, theatre has changed somewhat over the years because at one time there would have been playwrights who wrote plays and they were performed. It seems like there's a whole different process now of producing theatre productions. Yeah, I think there is. Um, and I'm not sure how new it is. I think South African theatre actually has a really rich history of making theatre outside of published texts, outside of directing pre-written plays. Um, and so out of that, my own interest, actually, my own theatre-making interest is very much in devised and new work um, and workshopped, you know, to use a kind of classic term about how um, work can often get made. Um, so that might actually be another reason that I, that I was pulled in, that this was, there is, we were not working with a, um, a Little Prince the play. The idea was to really take the book and to the story. To create something. Mm. To create yeah. something and to really adapt. I mean, you, you were talking about this famous image of, you know, this little boy um, on the front of the book. He's blonde. So, you know, among the various challenges of how to take the story. Um, in, in Africa. Mm. In Africa, yeah. in South Africa, very specifically. Knowing that we, ha we had an all-black cast, it's 2018. Um, it was a really interesting series of theatre-making problems to solve, I have to say, this project as a whole. That was a version of Summertime by George Gershwin, performed by Angelique Kidjo. The French Institute, IFAS, that's the French Institute in South Africa or Southern Africa, has got an amazing story of involvement in local arts and this is yet another one. Last year they had a, a nationwide tour of uh, Moliere's Tartuffe. Now it's The Little Prince. Just tell us a little bit about where you've been on this tour, Clara, and, and where you're still going. Well, we premiered the show out on the main stage of the National Arts Festival in Grahamstown, or Makanda, as it's now called, in July, uh, followed by um, some performances at the... Festival in Bloemfontein, the um, Freistart, yeah, no, 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 the Freistart Kunstafiers, and the Pan African Creative Exchange, and then we also had performances at the South African Book Fair here in Johannesburg in early September. 
We are now on our way to Cape Town. That's our next leg of our journey. We'll be performing at the Magnet Theatre on the 19th and 20th of October. And then we go straight to Sasselburg to the Etienne Rousseau Theatre for the 23rd and 24th of October and then Durban uh, to the DUT Theatre. And that will be in the beginning of November. After that, we come back to Johannesburg to the Market Theatre Laboratory's own theatre space called the Ramallah Mokheni Theatre. And we have a season there from the 6th to the 25th of November. So that's the longest of the runs. Yes, that's our home. So we want to really give it time to to be enjoyed in that space. But I mean, that's it's sort of unusual in South Africa to have a run as long as this. And what's wonderful is that it keeps uh, quite a lot of actors and and stage hands and so on involved for quite some time which is a good sort of employment uh, opportunity for people yes that's been really wonderful it's also been artistically really wonderful for us to be able to make a, a play that we know has got a sustained life so we can keep developing it and keep building it as we as we go over a protracted period which is very unusual and keep changing it Oh, we do. <laughs> we do. I think we keep alarming the technicians because of <laughs> our capacity to keep changing, to keep, you know, you don't want to ever let it become a finished product that you've stopped making choices about. It feels like there's always something new, especially because of the complexity of the story and and how we've interpreted it. We've, we're always kind of looking to develop it a little further. Yeah. And that's very interesting because uh, after our next piece of music, which is God Bless the Child, I just want to talk about this, the, the strictures of, of theater and some productions that we have here in South Africa, which are very rigid, and then yours, which is obviously a much freer thing. But here's God Bless the Child. A song by Arthur Herzog and Billy Holiday, God Bless the Child, performed there by Charles Duplessis on piano. The choice of Clara Vaughan and Wenya Kabwe, who are my guests in People of Note, they're involved in a production of The Little Prince. I've had people on this program talking about, uh, I can't remember the name of the production, but let's say it was at uh, uh, Monte Cassino Theatre, where there's a book of instructions about how you have to put the play on. You may not deviate from that. Mm. Whereas your approach is obviously a much freer one. Things are developing as it is performed, developed and changed. How difficult a process is that compared to when you have a book which says, do this, do that? Um, I think they're both interesting and difficult in their own ways. Um, theatre makers quite like constraints. Sometimes it's mm. it's really useful and interesting to work within a set of constraints. So I can imagine that I have to say maybe up front that that, um, that way of working isn't necessarily my own vibe. Um, but I do appreciate some kind of um, yeah, constraint parameters, structure parameters yeah. within mm-hmm. which to work. So, so I guess if those kinds of parameters are taken in that way, then it could be fabulous for you. Um, but among the, you know, I I think that it's it's freer and more interesting and more um, collaborative often to work with different kinds of constraints. I mean, in a way, the story of the Little Prince is our constraint. But because it is so weird and wonderful and loose and interesting and can be interpreted in so many different ways, the constraints are, are, are quite porous. <laughs> so, so tell us, 
just give us a, an insight into the story, why it is so unusual and fabulous. Well, partly because it's, it isn't a story per se, right? Like you're not dealing with mm. a kind of straightforward narrative in which um, there's a beginning, middle and end per se. Um, so that's something that we had to find and create. Having said that, you know, there are particular character journeys to follow and flesh out. Um, we are also dealing with a lot of writing, a book that is written to be read, and the challenge of translating all of those words to something that is theatrically interesting. Um, and my tendency is to go fewer words, more other visual stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can't remember what you asked me now. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that's more or less what I asked. Good. But what we're going to do, we're going to listen to some more music then now, and then I want to know who you are aiming at. So let's listen to Silang Mabele. The wonderful Vusi Mahlasela singing Silang Mabele, a traditional Sutu song. My guests in People of Note are Clara Vaughan and Wenya Kabwe, and they are involved in a production of The Little Prince. And I'm interested to know now who you're aiming this production at. Is it for adults? Is it for children? Mm. Who's going to come to it? This is a great question, I think, because when we were making it, we didn't have a particular audience in mind. We just were looking at how to you know, express the story and the essence of the story theatrically. But in now that we've presented it sometimes, I think it's been really delightful for adults. But to my surprise personally, I've been surprised at how young, um, how really young children who are four or five years old have responded to it with real understanding and a real kind of sense of the story where I would have thought that the language and the ideas would be maybe a little bit too sophisticated. But it's been wonderful to see really young children but isn't that why storytelling is so spectacular? Because stories can appeal to a wide range of people in different ways. And I think that's maybe that's the, the thing that you've touched in this is that you can you can direct it in to different people. Yes. Simultaneously. Yes. And that you interpret it from where you're at in your life experience. So have your audiences been quite wide ranging in terms of age? They really have. Um it's been really interesting to also engage with adults who have long histories with the book and with several translations of it and who are quite nostalgic mm -hmm. often about their own first encounters with the story. Um, so, yeah, so far our audiences have been, have been really wide-ranging and very mixed. Each show has been really mixed from four or five-year-olds, as Clara said, right up to... Yeah. Grannies and grandpas. Grannies mm. and grandpas. And you also, in one of our previous uh, talks, mentioned the things other than the text, uh, the visuals and the music. Tell us a bit about the other parts of the production, music, visuals. What, what have you got going in it? Well, there's some circus elements. So our cast, the, the play is performed by Kwasha Theatre Company, which is a brand new theatre company that the Market Theatre Foundation started this year to provide opportunities for young people who have graduated within the last five years from a performing arts degree. And they did some circus training before we even started rehearsals, um, thinking that 
a lot of the the imagery around the little prince around flight and uh, and planets and space sort of lend themselves to a an acrobatic physical language so you've included all that oh yes and <laughs> does the space that you work in have some limitations on that or of all the theaters you've been in quite big we've adapted the the performance i suppose to each space but they have they they do all need to be quite big because our set is quite big <laughs> and talking of space travel and flying and circuses here's my angel malaika malaika my angel pumeza machikiza singing there <laughs> conducted by ian farrington we're talking on people of note about a production of the little prince which is coming up between now and the end of the year there'll be quite a long run at the market theater lab but where where is your next production i know you did mention where they are but where is the the next very next one coming up cape town cape town mm -hmm. and do you use the same uh, troop from here when you go to cape town uh, you don't add more people when you're in other cities <laughs> no not it's enough work absolutely <laughs> <laughs> No, we've got a, a fabulous cast of five and oh. two awesome technicians. So, and us, that's it. That's the group. And, and what are your own backgrounds? Uh, when you, where do you come from and how did you get into theatre? Oh, I am from Zambia. I was born in Zambia and um, went to boarding school in the UK and undergrad in the US. And from quite early on at boarding school, um, theatre, drama, at the time was among the very available extracurriculars. It was, it was boarding school, so there's a lot of time to fill. <laughs> if you're not on the sports field, you were you know, rehearsing or both. Um, so that was the kind of beginning. And then at university, I had no idea what I wanted to do, truth be told. Um, so kind of leaned into familiar things until it all became clear and I graduated with some fantastic degree and something awesome. Um, and so at the end, I ended up kind of compiling all of the studies that I had done into a nice hodgepodge degree that included a lot of theater, some psych and some African studies. Um, and then took a big break from, from theater and performance and worked in the NGO sector for a while, got back into it after many years and did my MA at UCT. Um, and taught there in the drama department for about four years. So that's the, and you know, moved to Joburg in 2012 and continue teaching. So that's the kind of. So basically, shortcut. you're a teacher. Sure, we can say that. And a theatre maker. A theatre maker. Yeah. And Clara? Uh, I'm South African and grew up in Durban and then went to Rhodes to study drama. I always knew, I think, that I wanted to study drama, theatre, story. I've always just loved stories and whether it's writing or performing or making um, and after that I worked at Sabiqua Art Center in Joburg and freelanced as a performer, writer, director, teacher also and I'm currently the head of the Market Theatre Laboratory which is a space um, to provide opportunities in the performing arts for people who might not be able to afford tertiary education um, but also space for emerging work, for emerging artists, for interesting experimental theatrical processes, uh, a space for, for growth and experimentation. Here comes Miriam Makeba with Oh So Alone. Miriam Makeba, 
oh so alone. And with the arts sort of uh, under stress at the moment in South Africa, I don't know mm. whether it's the same in the world of drama and theatres, but certainly in music and dance and opera, we are under stress. Are you guys under stress also? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone is under arts people in general. The arts space is under major financial stress. Um, it feels more like it's, you know, more than ever at the mm. moment. Um, and particularly for work that goes against the grain in some way. You know, there's definitely, there's a fantastic list of theatres in Johannesburg and around that in which you can see theatre. Um, but if the desire is to make something either in a way that is um, less traditional, um, involves a lot of people, involves kind of untraditional spaces, is a, a collaboration across different disciplines, it's harder to find um, space and time and funding for those projects to happen. Having said that, I do also think that there are more and more smaller spaces that are very friendly to um, interdisciplinary collaborations, kind of short-form work, um, experimental work. So, so yeah, I mean, in some ways there is also a small but growing space for other kinds of theatre to, to be made and to be seen. And I think that people in the arts are quite good at finding a niche for themselves and, mm. and creating their own work, as it were, and creating their own world, actually. I guess... The Little Prince maybe did the same. Yeah. Yes, yes. You really do have to make your own opportunities if you want to carve out a career, I think, in the arts. But one of the things we've both been really fascinated by, I would say, and the reason why we started having these monthly meetings of women theatre makers or people, women in the performing arts, is because of the relationship between the financial constraints and and the, I suppose, the sort of capitalist commodified nature of, of the arts and what, what effect that has on artists and on creativity and how, what the possibilities are perhaps for building different structures and different ways of um, being able to make work, you know, and in an environment that really is very resource scarce. And harsh. Yes. Yeah. I mean. And highly competitive. And highly competitive because there are many people who are, uh, loving being in the arts, but just there's no room for them. Mm. And that's really sad. I mean, in, in my field, you know, our singers now, there's so little opera here that mm. anyone who wants to make a career in singing actually has to go. Mm. And that's very sad for me and for us as musicians, and I think for us as South Africans too. Nchilo Nchilo, here's someone who also left, uh, went into exile. This is Miriam Makeba again, the song by Alan Salinga. That was Miriam Makeba singing Nchilo Nchilo by Alan Silinga. Very famous song, very famous singer. I'm interested in the work that IFAS is doing because although they're also quite a, a small operation, they seem to have quite a big footprint. I think partly because the fact that there are many French speakers in South Africa from other parts of Africa, mm. but they sort of punch above their weight. If I something, not French speakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they yes, they're very, very active, especially in the art space. I think they have a huge variety of really, really exciting programming. 
Um, they've just finished the Diboka Festival, which was a month-long festival reopening a refurbished French library. Um, they have food events, music events, visual arts events. So they really, really do support programs in the art, especially when there's some connection to an aspect of French culture. And you mentioned briefly how this came about, but was it really just a conversation with someone about the little prince that led to what you are doing now? It really was. It was as simple as that. It really was. IFAS and has partnered with the Market Theatre Lab before, and it was in discussing that uh, in discussing that project that the little prince was mentioned, and everyone in the room was very excited and all had these childhood memories that Moenia was talking about of reading The Little Prince and of how much how much nostalgia and how much love they felt for the book. And it really took on its own momentum from there. And is it still current in South Africa? I mean, do you still find people who read The Little Prince now? I've been, I've been surprised to find people who, who read The Little Prince now. Um, I must say I came across it at some point in my young adulthood, very fleetingly. So it's been it's been interesting to come back to it in a much more substantial way. And as I said, interact with a whole bunch of adults who have really strong and fond memories of either reading it at school or for themselves or revisiting it for themselves um, and really um, taking in some of its kind of philosophical stuff in a different way as they got older. Um, so yeah, I've I've found that it is it, it still does have a really interesting currency now. And is this going to lead to something else now? Hmm. Like another project? Another or? project. I mean, now that you've got a team together, mm. are you already thinking? Because one of the difficulties, of course, is sustainability in the arts. Mm. So you've got a team together. Or maybe that's not your job at the Market Theatre Lab. Maybe you you do projects and then that's it. I think it's always really exciting when a production can have a sustained life because, as you say, it it, it from a from a sort of job perspective, it gives people employment for longer periods and some security yeah. and some security, and it also allows for a production to live a full life. Quite often, productions kind of live and die only having been seen by a relatively few amount of people, even if they're really beautiful, strong productions. So we are looking at opportunities for The Little Prince to live beyond its tour in, that ends in November. We're looking at opportunities in 2019. Um, and we've had some international interest for international touring. So all of those things take time and uh, are a process of negotiation, but we're really hoping that it will have uh, a life to go on. Yeah, because having uh, got everything up and running now, it would seem a pity if it didn't have a continued life. And maybe, you know, with um, overseas touring and the possibility of overseas touring, uh, that would extend its life somewhat. Yeah, absolutely. We've also had some interesting conversations with some schools here about the potential that the story has and now the production have for teaching philosophy to, to young people. So we'll see where that goes. Well, we all need a bit of philosophy in life because a lot of life just passes us all by. Sedi mm. Laka uh, is up next. This is The Soil. That was The Soil with Sedi Laka. 
I'm talking to Clara Vaughan and Wenya Kabwe about The Little Prince, a production which is uh, traveling around the country at the moment. And right at the beginning, you said it was facilitated by IFAS, but supported by Mazar. Are they a, a sponsor? Yes. Yes. So they've come on board. A they're French a, company. They're a French company who do financial services, and they've come on board in support of the production. And are they in South Africa as well? Because yes. it's not a company I've heard of very often. Yes, they have branches in Durban, Cape Town and Johannesburg. And they've supported the thing financially because uh, productions like this generally, I mean, I don't know about in your world, uh, in the theatre world, certainly in music, I mean, it's hard to make money out of productions because we have long rehearsal periods, short mm. performance periods normally. Exactly. I think we have a very similar, very similar constraints. Um, it, it's almost, yeah, it's really difficult to, to make a production pay for itself through ticket sales. So, and especially because most of the costs come early on in the production phase. So it was really important that we had that, that kind of support. Mazars has also been involved in other ways. We've done, we will be doing workshops with their um, employees on creativity and they are doing a CSI initiative, introducing the book and stories to some schools and so on. So they've really been involved in quite an intimate way, in quite a sustained, close way, rather than just kind of hands-off sponsorship. Yeah. And is that in all the cities where they are operating? Or is it in particular cities? It's in particular cities. So um, it's may and mainly really Johannesburg that's... That we're doing the workshops, but they have a presence in Cape Town and Durban as well. And just a matter of interest, is this really a city, and I say this in the nicest possible way, mm. in inverted commas, is it a city production or would it travel to rural areas as well? Or could it travel to rural areas? I think it could. I mean, in a way, because the way that we have been working on it and, and the um, affordance we have for over the long run um, to keep coming in and out of rehearsal, I can definitely imagine a version of it that is technically less uh, complicated, um, that that would not necessarily need a theatre with a, a big lighting rig, for instance. Yeah, so I mean, if so. you could go mm -hmm. around schools in rural areas, you yeah. know, perform here one day, sure. there the next day, with not such a big setup. Exactly. Because mm. I think yeah. the touring productions like that are going to be more and more important in the future, mm, where we can right. reach out to vast numbers of people mm. who perhaps have not had an experience of theatre or music or ballet or drama, whatever Absolutely. it is. Absolutely, and everybody deserves those experiences. Yeah. And and you never know what little lights light up when you do these things in schools. Mm. I'm talking to Clara Vaughan and Wenya Kabwe, who are involved from the Market Theatre Lab with a production of The Little Prince, which is involved with Ifas and Mazar. It's just about 7 o'clock. We'll be back after this. My Baby Just Cares For Me, Nina Simone. What a great song that is, and what a great singer. My guests in People of Note tonight, because that's the program you're listening to, are Clara Vaughan and Wenya Kabwe, and we've been talking about The Little Prince, a production that's coming up. But, uh, Clara, you work at the Market Theatre Lab. Yes. And you have spoken briefly about that. Perhaps you could just tell us a bit more about the, the whole Market Theatre complex at the moment. How How is the Market Theatre doing? Sure. Uh, so... 
not many people know that the Market Theatre actually falls under the Market Theatre Foundation, which has four divisions, which is the Market Theatre, which is the the iconic theatre building that most people know that was originally a marketplace. And then there's a brand new building across the road from that called the Market Square, which houses the Market Theatre Laboratory and the Market Photo Workshop, So, the, uh, which is a, a organisation, a division which trains photographers and supports photographers and hosts exhibitions. And then r- more recently, the Market Theatre Foundation also houses the Windy Brow Arts Centre, which used to be an independent theatre and which is now being falls under the administration of the Market Theatre Foundation. So that's the the whole sort of organisational structure. So it actually does a lot more than people, I think, really know. And your particular area is the Market Theatre Lab. Yes, that's my... That's your baby. My baby is the Market Theatre Lab. And just tell us how it works. People come in, you help them with whatever productions you happen to be working on there at the time, and then they move on. Or just tell us a bit about it. Well, we offer full-time training in theatre and performance for for young people who are talented and hardworking and have something to say and really want to contribute to the narrative of our, our country, I guess. Um, and that's that's a two-year program that, that people come into and they get really intensive, high-quality, comprehensive training in theatre and performance and with a real intention that they're going to go out and be professionals and be able to sustain careers in a difficult and competitive industry. We also offer part-time acting classes. We have about 160 part-time students. We offer part-time writing classes. And then we have a theatre uh, in the Market Square, the Ramallah Makhemi Theatre. And that is programmed with work that is usually by emerging artists or is in some process of development or as a result of an interesting collaboration. We have a particular interest also in interdisciplinarity and uh, in providing a space for experimentation, which also means a space for failure. So a space to really try things without knowing what the outcome will be and and to encourage artists to take more risks and to really follow their internal voice. That was music by Bruno Coulet, Le Choriste. It's obviously from uh, a movie They're called Le Choriste, the chorus, the Bulgarian Symphony Orchestra under Dejan Pavlov. I'm quite interested to know also from either of you uh, whether... Other groups, such as IFAS, support theatre work. Uh, Does the Goethe Institute, for example, support theatre work as well? Or or perhaps cultural arms of other embassies? Yes, they do. Uh, Goethe certainly does. Um, uh, Prohovilsia as well. Um, And they particularly, I guess, similar to, to IFAS, support work that might not get done otherwise. So uh, collaborations, interdisciplinary work, work that kind of really, f- you know, falls between the cracks of something called theatre, something called fine art, something called performance. Um, so yes, there are, fortunately for us here in Joburg, a number of um, kind of international cultural arms that um, are quite accommodating if you mm. catch the calls. And I'm interested to know if you come originally from Zambia. I don't know how strong your connections still are in Zambia, but is there a, a good theatre life in Zambia? I would say not so much. Um, 
there's a good fine art life, um, a fabulous growing number of um, painters and sculptors, um, photographers, uh, some awesome young women filmmakers in particular. But live art, in as far as I know, and yes, I must say my connection is a little bit tenuous um, these days, but I have a sister who's very connected to the kind of fine art um, world in Lusaka. Um, live art isn't something that has real prominence in the kind of creative scene in Zambia. Um, outside of kind of traditional ceremonial events that are annual and popular and, you know, really form a very strong part of um, people's cultural worlds. Uh, but but something called theatre and performance isn't um, yeah isn't something that happens in a substantial way yet. And are we connected through the market theatre? Are we connected in any way with the rest of Africa? I think that's a really interesting question because it's ironic. Well, it's absolutely a product of the way the world is structured, but it feels much easier to forge links with European countries like and those are the really um, really active embassies as well the French embassy the German and so on so I would say actually that generally in the market theatre but also um, but also you know generally in theatre in South Africa that our links with Africa and with theatre happening on the continent is almost ridiculously small mm. um, the Wendy Brow Arts Centre however is um, has a mandate to become a pan-African creative arts center. And that's, a, I think, a really exciting prospect. It houses a pan-African library sponsored by exclusive books. And, and that's where it's aiming to go in the next few years. And I think that's a really, really important trajectory. Music by Jan Tiersen, the choice of Clara Vaughan and Wenye Kabwe, who are my guests in People of Note. I'm quite interested in this story about African connections, mm -hmm. because Africa is, a, is a, a continent of such stories. And you would think that theater would be a sort of natural thing in Africa. And yet, it seems that our connections with the rest of Africa are actually quite tenuous, in, certainly in your world. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, musically, there are connections, uh, certainly with singers, more on the lighter and commercial side. And, and indigenous African music uh, and there are lots, there's lots of exchange between singers and musicians in Africa but perhaps less so in the theatre world which surprises me. Yeah, I think in some ways theatre is a natural thing in Africa. Um, mm. Kind of traditionally. Maybe it happens anyway it, with I stories. Think yeah. yes. I think it really does. Um, but the nature of the medium yeah, it's not so formal. E exactly. Yeah. It's not so formal and it's um, impossible to replicate. I mean, all the things that often make um, the products from other artistic industries and disciplines easier to distribute, we do not have that in our favor. Mm. So it, I think it, uh, part of the um, challenge of working internationally th throughout the continent is partly this thing of the nature of the beast itself. Mm. Um, and that um, it takes so many people and so much time together in the same place, ideally, <laughs> um, even though they're experiments to work outside of even those parameters, to make something, um, you know, to make a product that you could call 
theatre performance. Mm. So some of it, I think, is in the is in the medium itself, and some of it is just a kind of historical, ridiculous mm. border um, travel difficulty. Do you think that we have really talented theatre makers in South Africa, and and theatre people, yeah. or is this is it a sort of weakness in our system here? Do we have good actors, actresses, stage workers, and so on? Without mm. question. We have good people. We have fantastic people. And where are they? Are they in your they production, are or are they traveling all over the world? I think now? both. I think yeah. they are everywhere. I really, I feel like the theater industry in South Africa is actually vibrant and incredibly active and alive at, and very alive at a range of different scales so you know you know the scale of kind of commercial mainstream is one of very many um and i really think it's it's worth thinking about the whole gambit and all of the the various ways that people make work together by themselves in a collaboration or not mm. to really see how how um yeah how how full how and lively that space is. So we have no regrets. The famous Edith Piaf. No, I have no regrets. Fantastic song that and a fantastic voice. Talk to me a little bit about the music in your production. Is it singing, instrumental? How does it all fit together? I think one of the most interesting elements is um, the sound design. We had someone called Joao Urekia who did who who did some sound design, which I think is quite extraordinary, and brings to life a whole new layer of of the production. It also uses live music, so we are blessed with a cast who can sing, and they and they do, um, and we've managed to throw in a little bit of French influence to reference the French origins of the play as well. So it's got a variety, it's got a really rich soundscape uh, from a variety of sources, from sound design, from from live music and some some interesting French songs. So really, if, if you were talking now to people who might come to this, mm. let's assume that our listeners are open, Compelled. which they are, <laughs> very open to this sort of thing. Just tell them why they must come to this production. Well, I think they should come if they would like to experience some magic, if they would like to reconnect to their inner child, if they would like to have a sort of immersive experience into a world of play and creativity uh, that really reminds them of their full humanness and sort of capacity to be alive in the world. And is there a website they can go to to find out more information? Absolutely. It's www.markettheatre.co.za. They can also book tickets through the link there online. So there you are, www.markettheatre.co.za. You can find all the information there. And you can book. This is for The Little Prince, which is on from? The 6th to the 25th of November. So it's about just a month away. That's a bit of a scary thought <laughs> uh, that November is just a month away. But uh, one month away, book now, and it's uh, evenings, matinees, combination of everything. Combination. Combination. So there's evenings during the week and there's matinees over the weekend for families. And it really is aimed at families. 
Absolutely. Yes. So yes, it's grannies, grandpas, moms and dads, Absolutely. anyone. People of all ages will find some Something. magic and some joy. And here come Natalie Dessay and Laurent Nauri. Natalie Dessay and Laurent Nauri performing a duo from Guy and Genevieve by Michel Legrand. And uh, we're really exploring some of the French uh, music repertoire tonight as well here on People of Note. That's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch, and my guests tonight are Clara Vaughan and Mwenye Kabwe. Mwenye, you mentioned that you'd done a master's at UCT. Now, from coming from Zambia, and then you said you went to school in the UK. Mm-hmm. How did you end up in Cape Town? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ask myself this question to this day. Um, how did I end up in Cape Town? I was working in Durban, actually, um, with an American NGO initially. I uh, lived there for two years. Um, that is is that what brought you to South Africa? That's what brought me to yeah. South Africa in the first place, yes. Um, NGO that was founded by Paul Newman, the late Paul Newman. Um, that worked with kids with various life-threatening illnesses. And after my two-year contract expired, it seemed like a good idea to get back to studying. And uh, the UCT MA program at the drama school there looked fantastic. So I took myself there. And was? Totally. Yeah, it was was really great. And it was really um, my introduction in a way to less traditional theatre making. I mean, I I had quite a classical actor training in my undergrad years. Um, So so in my mind, my MA time and and living in Cape Town and the the challenges of living in Cape Town um, as a black person, as a non-South African, really kind of brought together a range of uh, creative obsessions of mine that um, have been really interesting to identify at the time and have really kind of remained quite consistent in terms of um, the the work that I like to make, how I like to make it. Um, So, yeah, that's how I ended up in Cape Town. And you're obviously happily settled now in South Africa, and I hope your stay here will be for some time. Thank you. Settled. Settled is a is a strong <laughs> word for me, <laughs> but thank you. So you may be on the move at some time. I mean, I'm a migrant. Yeah. You know, I, I live here. My family's here. I love Joburg. I am very challenged by Joburg. I've got two small children um, and we're we are happily here for now. Fantastic community of um, friends. So, yes, it's it's good. And here comes someone else who was a wanderer too, Oliver Mtukudzi from Zimbabwe mm-hmm. uh, with Ladysmith Black Mambazo. Oliver Mtukudzi and Ladysmith Black Mambazo. You heard it on People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Koch. Now, a lot of the people that we're hearing music from here too, like Oliver Mtukudzi, Hugh Masakela, Miriam Makeba, their names certainly have been, Vusi Matlasela, have been associated in the past with places like the Market Theatre and with really interesting musical developments. So there certainly is a strong link between music and theatre in South Africa. And I certainly I'm, you know, I've been around here now for something like 40 years doing music in Johannesburg. And I've worked with a lot of the people that we're hearing here tonight. Mm. 
And it's been a very special experience for me, this sort of musical crossover. Uh, is there a similar thing? Well, there is really in theatre, because what you're doing with The Little Prince is exactly that. It's a type of crossover, a cultural mm. crossover. And I think it enriches all the cultures that we have, especially in your case, well, with The Little Prince, it's French culture, French literature, making a link with Africa, because you said you're working with black actors, you're translating it into African languages. It's a real crossover. Mm. I think also it's the, the, that crossover is embedded in African ideas of performance, that music, that movement, that storytelling kind of all come together in a really organic way. And I think the choices we've made are a celebration of that, uh, even though we're interpreting a very Western text. With a blonde boy. With a blonde boy, <laughs> who in our production, no spoilers, but is not blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's, uh, just looking at the cover, I mean, that's such an iconic mm. image mm. of the little prince in his pale green outfit <laughs> and a mop of blonde hair. He looks a bit like uh, Boris Johnson gone crazy. <laughs> Uh, on a diet. On a diet, yes. Well, it was a really it was one of the challenges of the play actually was how to how to interpret the little prince because he he cannot be too mundane or too ordinary or too human because he is a very strange being. It's a child with a lot of unchildlike qualities. So so theatrically you, you, when you really concretize that being into a visual image, it was a real challenge. Something I think that we've made some interesting decisions about um, is to how how do you represent that that figure of the little prince uh, without turning turning him into just a child or just a normal human being, which he most definitely isn't. Wonderful music from Hugh Masakela, grazing in the grass, and that's really what we're all doing is grazing in the grass of South Africa in <laughs> the arts world or in my case in the music world and finding what there is down there in the grass getting it out exploring it chewing the cud uh, <laughs> of all these these uh, exciting things that we're part of and I, I must say for my part too I found being in music in South Africa has mm. been a very exciting experience because uh, working with really imaginative musicians has been a fantastic experience for me too and we've just done a big concert with some really talented young singers and it's amazing what comes out of these cross-cultural uh, things that we do and I'm sure you're finding this as well with with actors with musicians with circus acts uh, there's a huge energy and I'm, have you found that yeah absolutely um Particularly with the, the 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 kinds of collaborations that we have going, and with the kinds of people that we have on board, we talked about Joao, who is a genius of a of a musician and a sound designer in his own right. Um, we've also worked really closely with Daniel Buckland of uh, the Buckland family, um, and uh, ourselves and the cast. Um, and it's it's just having a, a range of different people from different kinds of artistic backgrounds and who have their their own kind of set of artistic influences. Uh, working on the same project has really been has been really exciting. And released a lot of energy, I'm sure. Completely. Like a little volcano. <laughs> <laughs> so here comes Charles Aznavour. 
This is Yesterday When I Was Young. Charles Aznavour, that was called Yesterday When I Was Young. The choice of Clara Vaughan and Wenye Kabwe, my guests in People of Note. Clara, mm -hmm. um, just tell me a little bit about your own background in theatre. How did you come to be involved in theatre? It's hard to identify when I decided to be involved yeah. in theatre because I feel like it was probably about the age of four. <laughs> <laughs> I loved a school concert and really loved performing ever since I was young. And as I said, I studied drama at Rhodes and I've really been working in theatre almost nonstop ever since in various capacities, but with a particular interest in arts education and in working, I suppose, with particular social interests. So I have a particular interest in gender and sexuality and how uh, stories and the theatre we make and how we represent uh, various identities um, kind of influence our general perceptions and general social perceptions. So that's been that's informed a lot of the work that I've done over the last few years. Um, but I've really always, always loved particularly live performance. There's something about the lights as soon as the lights go down <laughs> and every sound feels particularly meaningful, every movement. Um, and I've always just really loved and wanted to be in that world. And you, just to pick up on something you said there, that you've been particularly interested in women in theatre as well. Yes. Because you mentioned earlier that you have a group of women who meet and talk. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, I think, to do with the awareness that, you know, theatre, like any other industry, is influenced by social dynamics and by privilege. And it's more difficult for women artists to to really make work and to become successful, to have access to mainstream spaces. And it was that increasing awareness that that it can be really difficult and exhausting on every level, the emotional, the financial, the intellectual, to, to remain active in the creative space and in the arts industry generally. And I think particularly for women, that that was why we got this group of women together. And it's been an incredibly generative conversation with absolutely brilliant, brilliant artists about how we can reconceive this thing we call the arts industry and how we can make it a kind of more welcoming environment for more people. And the Market Theatre Lab has, often, has obviously been a good base for you to work from in that regard. Yes, I'm very lucky to be at the Market Lab because it's an incredibly enabling environment. I have a fantastically strong team of people who really care about what they do. We, are, we have young people who absolutely love being in space and who come with joy in their hearts every morning. And that is such a gift of an environment to work from. And really, if I can dream the project, you know, we can find a way to do it between us. And that has been a real, real gift. And I'm sure you've had great support from uh, Ismail Mohammed as well at the, the top. Yes, the he's a process. real believer in the work that the lab does and the importance of the work that the lab does, especially its de developmental work and the idea of access to arts education for everybody, regardless of their background. He really believes in those ideals. That was Jacques Brel performing Le Vieux Amant. And there's one more piece of music to come, so we're really going to wrap this up now. Uh, my guests have been Clara Vaughan and Mwenye Kabwe.
talking mainly about The Little Prince, which is a production coming up at the Market Theatre Lab from the 6th to the 25th of November. And if you want more information about it, www.markettheatre.co.za, www.markettheatre.co.za. The tickets are booked through web tickets, but there is a link on the Market Theatre website, so you can just go to the website. And as Clara was telling us, it's really aimed at all ages, young, old, middle, families, and since it's in various languages, to all language groups. Yes, I think all language groups would find it accessible. It's also yeah. a very visual story. Uh, so even we've had some French audience members who I think haven't spoken much English who have found magic in the visual language of the story also. So really, if you can remember being a child or if you are a child, I would say this is for you. Well, and all of this has been made possible by IFAS and Mazar, who uh, Mazar have been the financial support by behind it. Uh, but IFAS do fantastic work in South Africa, and we've been hearing something about that during this program. But we've also had people from IFAS on the program before talking about the work that they do. And I think we're very lucky, uh, Clara, to have people like IFAS and the Goethe Institute, Pro Helvetia. I, d I don't know what the others are. There's probably a United States cultural arm as well. There's the U.S. Embassy yes. as well. I think there's also increasing interest in artistic collaboration with Global South countries. So, which has been slower to develop, but there's some really exciting conversations with the Argentinian embassy, with Brazil, um, Colombia. Russia? Um, China? Russia, not that I know, not that I have had personal experience of, although I can think of some productions that have toured there. Um, China, certainly. So, it feels also like the kind of world, the, the world of possibility around international collaboration is becoming more open. And uh, there's quite an enthusiastic person at the Italian cultural office now, too. Yes. So indeed. I think uh, certainly it's growing, and it's an area that can be filled quite easily with activities at not a huge price. I mean, I'm thinking now in terms of sport being so expensive. Yes. This is an area where you can just bring one or two people who can make an incredible difference. And I think this is where the kind of artistic development of, peop of, of people and particularly young artists can really thrive is through engagement with other places, other ways of doing things. The opportunity to share what you do and to share what you know um, is so incredibly inspiring for everybody involved in that artistic exchange. We've done a few at the lab um, and it's been really wonderful to see the outcomes of that. So that's where we must leave it for tonight. So thank you to Clara Vaughan and Wenya Kabwe for being in the studio here in People of Note. And don't forget to go and see this production at the Market Theatre Lab. It's The Little Prince from the 6th to the 25th of November. Thank you, Clara and Wenya. And until next time, I'll be back tomorrow with the full works at 8 p.m. But uh, until next Sunday, when we have another People of Note from all of us here at Classic 1027, we say thank you for listening and have a very good evening.